You are listening to a sermon by Tanner Sherlock. Visit chialphashatterstate.com for more info. Ladies and gentlemen, announcements. First one, SALT registration is open. If you know for sure that you're going, go on and register, even if you can't necessarily pay right now, because Brad, our state director, said that he needs to order t-shirts. So my sermon this week is going to be really short, like I promised last week. But uh, since this is the last time that I'm really going to get to talk to a lot of you guys, since most of you guys will be non-existent during finals week, um, I really felt like I wanted to send you guys off the right way. And so I wrote out a little bit of a sermon that's just kind of my heart for you guys as you're going to break. Okay? I was looking up the definition of comfortable, and one of the definitions was this. With a wide margin, the definition was, definition of comfortable is with a wide margin, as in running a race, you won comfortably. means you won with a, a, a long margin, or a wide margin. Immediately that brought up to me Hebrews 12. And I did a sermon a while back on Hebrews 12. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If you're running a race and you're winning it by a wide margin of victory, is there a whole lot of chance that you're going to grow weary and lose heart? No. So this is telling me whoever that the author of Hebrews 12 had in mind when he's writing this that you would live uncomfortably. He's assuming you're living your life for Christ uncomfortably. Because if you were comfortably running the race, you would not grow weary and you would not lose heart. That wouldn't even be an issue. So if you're okay with your sin or you're comfortable with whatever sin you might be stuck in or whatever problems that are going on in your life, if you're comfortable with them, perhaps you're running the wrong race. Perhaps you're running on the JV squad with your faith. I used to throw shot put and discus in high school. And uh, one of our meets, there was a wide open uh, relay race. It was a 400 meter dash relay race. And so our coach decided to throw the heavies in there to run the race for, uh, run the relay race. Because for his reasoning was, we didn't know why, but the reasoning was there was only two real teams that entered for the 400 meter relay. And so he threw the shot put and discus team in there. And so did, I'm pretty sure it was Gordon Rushville threw in their shot put and discus team in order to run the relay. And I don't know the terms of running because that was the only um, actual organized race I ever participated in my entire life. But I, back then I was actually a, quite a bit more fit. I would train with the, the sprinters because I was working on my speed to play football. And so they threw me at the very last person. I don't know if that's the very last leg of the race. And so immediately we got started practicing the handoffs of the baton and all that stuff and how you get pace it and how you time it so that you can get the best handoff with the best speed or whatever. And so we get ready to go start racing. And I look to my left, and there's just this really fit guy. I look to my right, and there's this chubby guy. Obviously, the chubby guy was running for Gordon Rushville's weights team also. And so I'm standing there, and as the race is coming around, 
I start realizing one of the teams is clearly going to win. But the two teams that were pretty close was the fit guy on my left and the chubby guy on my right. And so I'm standing there, and I remember thinking, all right, how am I going to do this? I want to beat this fit guy. I want to beat this guy who's fit and just kind of show everybody, just, just kind of prove that I'm faster than I look. So right off the bat, I'm, I'm looking at this fit guy. I'm like, all right, I got to beat this guy. And so coming around, his team's in first. He gets the hand, he starts going for the handoff, start warming up, or start running for the handoff. Almost immediately, the chubby guy's team starts running for the handoff too. I don't know how else to explain him, but the chubby guy starts running for the handoff almost at the same time. And then about one whole second later, my, I, it gets to the point where I need to start going. And so I get my handoff almost an entire second after the fit guy, but I have my eyes on him and I want to beat him. And so I'm running as hard and as fast as I possibly can because I want to beat this fit guy. And I'm coming up, and I'm start, I start gaining on him a little bit. I start gaining on him a little bit. And then right before the finish line, I get right in front of him, and I pass the fit guy. So our relay team actually beat one of the real relay teams, even though we were just the chubby discus and shot runners. But when I finish, I look back, and the chubby guy, I said, I don't know how to explain it, the chubby guy's, halfway done. I mean, he's just struggling. If in that moment in time, I'm standing there and I look to the fit guy that's, it was more fit than me, looked like, at least he was skinnier than me. And I looked at the chubby guy on my right. If I would have made the decision right there, I just need to beat this guy because come to find out all I needed to do is beat them and our team would get third place and we'd get medals and points for getting third. But instead I focused on the fit guy and we ended up getting second, which is better than our coach even anticipated. See, the race, even though we were running the exact same race, I was running a race against this guy because I knew it was a challenge, I, the, the fit guy that was to my left. I knew it was a challenge. I knew it was going to be a little bit harder. If I had just raced against the chubby guy, I probably could have beat him with ease, but I wouldn't have pushed myself. I wouldn't have got second place, and I still would have gotten a medal my teammates probably still would have been super excited that we placed. But for me, being able to show that I could beat somebody who was clearly supposed to beat me just made so much more of a difference at that time in my life. And so even though you're running the exact same race, you might be running the wrong race. Because we're all running the race of life. But you might be running the wrong race because you're okay with where you're at. You're okay with just barely squeaking by. You haven't set yourself up, because if I'd have lost to him, but I'd have lost by a couple seconds or maybe a couple steps or something like that, in my mind, that still would have been awesome. It would have sucked because I really wanted to beat him, but it would have been way better than just getting by racing the other guy. So we've gotten into this habit sometimes of not only selling ourselves short, but selling God short. We've decided that the race that we're running, we just need to get by instead of running so much that we get weary and there's a possibility of us losing heart. So my question for you guys before you go into break is, what race are you racing? Are you just willing to get by and get third place? Or are you going to strive to go closer, to do more, to accomplish more that Christ has asked you to do? See, because when I get to heaven, I don't want to come in all nonchalant. Jesus says, oh dang, here comes Tanner walking in calmly. 
No, I want to come into heaven just blazing, tripping, stumbling, fighting for every inch of ground that I can possibly get to get there with more fire behind me. When I get there, I want Jesus to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want him to say, hey, you just barely got by. And so what does that mean? What that means is over break, through finals, through whatever it's going to look like for you guys, you have to have the mindset that through your break, you're not going to just get by in your faith. You're not just going to go to church on Sundays and that's all you do all a break. Or maybe even you're not even going to go to church on Sundays and you're just going to get by so that when you come back next semester, you'll be good to go for Chi Alpha. Your outlook for your guys' break needs to be, and I alluded to it last week quite a bit, your outlook for your break needs to be that you're going to run the right race and you're going to challenge yourself over break because you'll be surprised at what you can truly accomplish accomplish with Christ in a month's time because Christ can do anything in your lives. Maybe there's something you're struggling with and you just can't get rid of it. Just say, you know what? This month, I am going to search after Christ every single solitary day that I'm on break. You've got to pick the right race. Like I said, we're all running the same race. We're all in life. We're all in it together. But heaven isn't graded on a curve. It is about your relationship with Jesus Christ because Jesus came down. He died on the cross for us. And so what race are you racing? Are you racing your race because Jesus came down and He died for us and we're going to live selfishly? Are you running the race where you're now going to then turn serve Jesus Christ because of what He did for us on the cross. It looks a little bit different for each one of us. And I don't want you to get me wrong. And I'm not saying that you can earn heaven or you can do anything to earn heaven. Your treasures of what you do on earth will be stored in heaven. And so as you serve Christ, serve it the right way. Serving Him because of what He did for us. And run the right race. So let's pray and then we'll get to the games. Lord, I thank you for all these students that are here tonight. I just ask that as they go through finals week, that you would help keep them stress-free. Lord, that there's a week and a half left of class. But Lord, just help them to, to remember what they've studied. Help bring back to their mind those classes where they learn the material that's going to be on their tests. Lord, just help clear their minds so that when they go to take the tests, that they're not stressed and that they can do as well as possible. And Lord, as they leave here, go home for break, wherever home is, Lord, I just ask you to protect them and that you would help guide them, that you would send people in place who would help build them up over break so that when they come back from break, they're ready to go, that they won't come back regretting how they spent the, the break, but Lord, that they would come back just ready to go on fire ready to get the next semester over with. Lord, I thank you, and it's in your name I pray. Amen.